the house of the Lord. And the name goes. Luke chapter 10. From verse 38 to verse 42. It reads in this manner. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. She had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and had his weight. But Martha was cumbered about, about much saving and came to him and said, Lord, does thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Beat her therefore that she may she help me. Kepa umaja ekata zegile, ugusebenza ugunini waya kuye wati. Ngosi awkataleli uguti utatuwetu ungishiile kisebenza ngetwa na ngako yishoguye uguba angesis. And Jesus answered and said unto her. Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Kepa inkosi ambindula yati. Martha, Martha, unagekela ukatazeka gezintozonke ezinini. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. As we pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful to be in your presence this evening. No better place to be this evening except to be in your presence. Amen. Lord, we just not, it's not just a lip service when we say you mean so much for us. Amen. Especially in this troubled world, you mean so much. Amen. Where people are dying, where people are in distress, there's just a lot that is going on. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that uh, this evening there is the weight that shall never be moved, mm-hmm. where, which is the weight that you brought in the end time. And we are not ashamed to say we are believers of this weight. Mm-hmm. And we know that heavens and earth shall pass away, but this weight shall remain for eternity. Amen. That is why this evening we want to rest our eternal destination upon this word. And we say, devil, you are a liar. Amen. We don't care what you've got against us. It will never prosper because God has already predestinated our ways mm. and victory is part of our inheritance. Mm. And that's why the singer says, I told the devil to get behind me Amen. because victory is mine. And even a sick person this evening can say, I told the devil to get behind me because healing is mine, dear God. As we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Amen. While you take your seats. Amen. Now, just for a few minutes, we just want to speak on the juniper tree. Amen. Amen. Uh, you'll be amazed that maybe let's read a scripture in relation to that. Because it, it had to do with Elijah. Amen. And every believer this evening, they do need a juniper tree. Especially in the time that we are living in. Uh, perplex times. That's what was spoken about. And we can turn to the first kings. Uh, chapter 19 from verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and withal how he had slain all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his disciple there, his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die, and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. Godwa yena wahamba ibanga lusu uwechane, waya wahlala pantu konwele, wakela intlizwini yake ukuba afa, wati. Sewanele manje Jehovah, Sale usutata umpifmulo wami ngokuba angilungele kuna ubaba. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Walala ubutong pantsu konwele, pega amtinta ingilosi yati uye vura uli. And he looked and behold, there was a cake, bacon on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid it down again. Wapera, nando itabilingwane, nasekanda lake, elenziwe, emacheni ashesayo. No piso, lwamanzi, wadla wapuza, waesebuya, walala pansi. Amen. And the prophet says, this was immediately after the showdown on Mount Kamel. I don't know how many are here 
where you experienced the victory and immediately after victory you experience an emptiness within you I don't know how many has it ever happened you come from a great convention uh, but the next day it doesn't seem like you come from a great convention has it ever happened to you believers and the prophet speaks about it in this message what does thou hear in paragraph 19 paragraph 19 he says it's it's very strange pastors and ministers as well watch after your mound came here you are going to have a juniper tree whenever a man has a blessing and the power of God pours down and does something for you look out Satan is on the track just remember the next day that Monday after a good day on Sunday is going to be a hard thing how many has it ever, ever, ever experienced that? Hallelujah. Amen. And it's, it's going to be a hard thing because he's going to do everything he can to knock that confidence out of you that the Holy Spirit instilled in you the day before. I don't know how many has it ever happened to you. You come from this great service, the Holy Spirit instilled confidence in you. And uh, the next day, there is a storm raging in your life. It's because the devil wants to knock out that confidence in you. I hope we are together. Now he says, so Elijah had a, a big day. He's nervous anyhow. All the prophets could, declare, could be declared insane. Jesus Christ was declared insane. Every one of the apostles was declared insane by the public. Because their ministry was so supernatural till the people thought they were out of their minds. Everyone that lives godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Believers, it's not going to get better. Because this is not our home. We are, we are, we are so generous here. We are just passing through and we are going to our home. But as long as we are here, as we suffered persecution, so shall we suffer persecution. But you become a different 
person. Now why I want to speak about the juniper tree is because we live in a, a very troubled world. Uh, we live in distressful times. As uh, I think it was uh, Paul that mentioned that uh, a previous time shall come. And today we are not saying they are coming, we say they are here. Difficult times are with us today. Uh, it's, a, it's a shaking time. Men's hearts are failing. There is distress amongst the nation. Depression is skyrocketing. Uh, the brother Brenham says it's an erratic age. We are caught up in this red race of life. Hallelujah. This red race, this this uh, fast pace. But I want to say to you, in this unstable world, have something that is stable that you can hold on to. In this nonsensical world, have something sensible that you can hold on to. And I will come back to you, I will come and drill down to this one. But I I like what Jesus said. When, when Martha was cumbered about much saving. And Jesus said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful. And traveled about many things. But one thing is needful. Your sister Mary hath chosen that good part. Now, let, let us contrast Mary and Martha Martha it described that she was careful she was troubled about many things she wanted things to be done orderly but Jesus turns around and say that sister that you are mentioning that you deem to be careless she has chosen that good part we shall not be taken away from her. Now when you look at Mary, she had inner peace. But when you look at Martha, she was troubled. And today, as I'm speaking to you, I don't know what is happening. There are those that are troubled, and there are those that are peaceful. And the danger about our time, a lot of things could go could be going right on the outward uh, uh, level. But while inside, they are disintegrating. But I will show you something here. Now, I say we are living in a neurotic age. When you look in the streets, people, people are in this are under pressure. There is deadlines to be made. There is projects to be completed on time. There is pressure in the 
and the family there is pressure in the nation in the community and to some extent there is pressure in the church because the devil will fight you in a threefold manner he will fight you personally if you overcome him personally then he will come in a spiritual form he can cause an instability in your spiritual environment if you overcome him there then he brings the government against you and I think the government is ready to come against the bride here's something beautiful the bride is more than ready whatever challenge that is going to come the bride is ready in this neurotic age then that's when we need the unadulterated word of God let us look at uh, how Brother Brenham spoke about Marilyn Monroe. Who, who was the most successful actress during her time? She was considered to be the most beautiful woman during her time. All young girls looked up to Marilyn Monroe. They wanted to dress like her. They wanted to act like her. They wanted to live like her. But let us look when the vision penetrates her personal life. And I want to say to you, young ones, celebrities that you see on television are not the same when they are alone. So be careful before you want to be like them. He says in this message, they all things he says setting up in Colorado a few months ago in a, in a little cabin I went and said to my son, my wife, and my daughter-in-law and said, last couple of hours something happened. I saw a young lady, a beautiful woman, she had kind of thick lips, thick lips. looked like I would see her somewhere or looked like I had seen her somewhere. She was trying to get to a doctor and she died. And the spirit that was speaking to me said now they will say that she committed suicide but she died of heart attack. It's just a little before 4 o'clock and the vision left me. I told them what did that mean? I didn't know somebody is fixing to die. When he came out of, when we came out of the mountains two days later, that movie star Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. She was kind of a striptease. You read her story. She was illegitimate child. Her mother was in the insane institution. Poor little girl probably had a hard way. She always hung out for 
something. This is where the vision will penetrate you. She always hung out for something. I wish I could have gotten to her. I know what she needed. Hallelujah. And this evening I can say the prophet as well knew what you needed. And God at the appointed time, he made a provision. I knew what she always hungered for. I wish I could have gotten to her. I know what she needed. I knew what she needed. He kept on repeating it. She had joined churches and everything. But it was just a ritualistic form. She needed the application of the blood. And I guess there isn't any sex uh, fent in the country. Amen. That's what he says. Oh. I guess there isn't any sex fent in the country. But what knew her and had her picture? She was supposed the most perfect built woman is understood. There was in the world. But if that anatomy is so great, her structure, then watch. When the life went out of her body, they had to give her a number to lay in a room. In a room, a, 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 a mutual room. Because every now, everyone has got a number allocated. If the rapture doesn't cherry, you'll get your number. But make sure that before you get your number, you get a heavenly call. Nobody would claim her body. So, which is the important? the soul or the body we got to be sincere in this thing God requires it it must come why am I reading to you about Marilyn Monroe I'm simply showing you they lived such a high pressured life such a troublesome life to appear excellent to the people to be loved by their friends but deep inside they were empty while well, the people are admiring but deep inside they were hungering for something and tonight I want to say what they are hungering for the bride has received it this evening I want to say what she needed you've got access to it and if that is the case. Then we've got to have a balance. In this imbalanced world. We've got to get the part that Mary got. She was not troubled by so many things. She understood why she was here. she fitted her part in that great story of God. And she was not troubled by anything. And I want to say this evening. 
Cast it upon Jesus. It is not your burden to begin with. You need not to drown in your burden. There is somebody that can take your burden away. I hope we are together here. Hallelujah. The prophet says, in the message, stand still. It's, it's a nervous age. People are nervous. Young ones are nervous. Married people are nervous. Families are nervous. Pastors are nervous. Doctors are nervous. And most of them they know all we know because of the pressure that they are waking in. A lot of them are on drugs as a result to elevate the pressure that they are experiencing. I one day was talking to a top executive and, uh, she, uh, I, I, and I asked him and said how do you cope in this high pressured job and the response that I got was that uh, said no I'm on an, a, 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 a drug called ecstasy that allows them just to sleep for four hours they've got energy to go on and on because they, they need to accumulate as much as they can that is the kind of the world that we find ourselves in and I want to say you as a believer you are in this world but you are not of this world you need not to be caught up in such environment and I want to say and maybe you, it may sound that I'm in encouraging you to be but I want to say you need to commit everything to God and let go let go of your worries commit them to God let go of your problems commit them to God are we together this evening because even depression believers are not immune here is Elijah, a great man. After Mount Cayman, after the battle was fought, he ran away because Jezebel issued a threat. And he went away, he ran away. And when she, he got to a place, the same man that was on Mount Cayman, that brought down, he was there. Say, let me die. What again? If what, what changed then? God was still God. But yes, Elijah. He was depressed. He was. He felt it. He was the only one. Are there times where you feel you're the only one? Are, you, are there times where you feel you're the only one that wants to live a righteous life? God comes to him and says, Do not have a victim mentality. You are not the only one. I still have 7,000. That is not bowed down to bow. And this I want to say, God still has men and women that have not bowed down to bow. I am glad that I can say, I'm one of them. 
Mungu I know others are there. Yes, Fighting for a good cause. But he was Elijah. After he ran away. He had depression. He wanted to die. But God comes to him. Hallelujah. He sends the ravens. To come and prepare food for him. And they prepare food according to his taste. And God took him under the juniper tree. Because that old servant wanted rest. And this evening I want to say many of you need rest. Not the rest for weekend. Not the rest for a weekend. He himself is the rest. He himself is our Sabbath. And when you enter into him, then you cease from your old works. You become a new creation. The cares of the world doesn't affect you anymore. You are under pressure to impress anyone. You found your spot in Christ. I want to say to you believers do not be obsessed by other people's opinions find your position in Christ that you will find your place where you can rest I hope somebody hears me you may have been troubled but God this evening has got a juniper tree if you crawl on that juniper tree. Juniper trees are found in the desert. They are found in hospitable conditions. Where it is sunny. Where it is hot. When you find a juniper tree, that's how they use them to rest. And this evening I want to say among the curse of the world there is a juniper tree and Christ is our juniper tree when you come under him then you experience a rest that surpasses all understanding and when have you ever seen a believer that is experiencing rest they don't care anything they are immune from things that affect other people. They live in the world of their own. And this evening you need the world of your own. When you're not affected by the factors that are happening here. But how do you get there? Seek the kingdom of God first. And the rest shall be added. If you found the kingdom, then everything shall be added. I hope we are together. Amen. He says, It's a nervous age. What is it? Then I give this solemn warning to the church. Stand still. Imani. Don't rush. Don't go up and down. Stand still. What does it mean? That's when you know that the one that called you is more than faithful. Keep his word. 
It's not your solutions, it's his solutions. It's not your battle, it's his battle. He started it, he will finish it. You are just a vessel in this whole battle. So this evening I want to say, stand still. Stop figuring things out. You figured things out before you could figure them out. He says, Amen. God always commands to stand still before he does something. Hallelujah. Do you agree? Before he does something, he wants you to stand still. The churches are in a neurotic stage. Every church is proselyting and pulling and fasting and stewing. It's a neurotic age. But stand still. That's the message. Then he speaks to a woman in the message divine healing. He says, come lady. Come lady. You believe him as you come. Will you obey me as God's prophet? And do what I tell you to do? Now look, you have been nervous for some time. It's a mental nervousness. That you are always, you you are trying to be deeply sincere. And take other people's thoughts to yourself. Subjecting yourself to other people's opinions. Worry what they think about you. It creates nervousness. It makes you to tip top around life. To tip top to walk carefully. Like walking on eggshell. It's it's a mental nervousness. Take other people's thoughts to yourself and things like that. In other ways, you cross the bridges before you get to it. How many here this evening have ever crossed the bridge before you got to them? How many have ever solved a problem that did not exist? How many suffered from the disease that never existed. Hallelujah. Has it ever happened? And he says to this woman, you cross bridges before you get to it. In that, it has created in you an answer condition in your stomach. You've got stomach trouble. You can't eat right. Jesus Christ makes you well. And this evening, I want to say, a lot of our diseases they emanate from worrying. And what creates the worry? When you think that what you've got you can't handle. But as a believer, if you've got something that you cannot handle, then commit it to the Lord Jesus Christ. And forget about it, He will deal with it. He must never worry you anymore. 
And these things you can take them for granted. I think last week they had what they call a mental health day. Where they were talking about the people, how they should look at the state of their, mind, their, their mental health. And I want to say this, folks. When somebody commits suicide, you, when you are still fine, you just think, ah, why would the person kill themselves? It's when the devil comes and puts them under pressure. And they cannot tell anybody what they are going through. Thoughts go through their minds. Until they get to a point where they say, is it worth it to live? If it's a wife, she sleeps next to a man, but she cannot verbalize how she feels to her husband. And the husband cannot tell the wife. Then it creates a mental pressure. It creates a feeling of worthlessness. It makes you to go into that will pull. And you become pessimistic. And, and you are unable even to wake up. The pressure points on your body. Now they start flashing. Now you have lost that vitality. And I want to say believers are not immune from that. Believers they go from this battle to that battle to that battle. And, and before you knew it you, you know it you've got spiritual fatigue. You can't testify about the message anymore. You can't sing song anymore. The joy is, has left you. And you are going through these things. You can't tell the brother next to you. Because you are afraid they will perceive you to be less spiritual. They are not in touch with your reality. You go through this dark tunnel alone. And now goes through it with you. And this demon of discouragement, this demon of depression, this demon of feeling worthlessness is really pressing you daily. And when you come to the service, you are so far away and the word cannot reach you anymore. But this evening I want to say to you the same light that you saw before you went through the tunnel it is the same light that you will see on the other side the same Shakana glory that you experienced with God before you went through your trial when the trial is over the same Shakana glory will appear again and that's why I want to say in the middle of that where you live the Shakana glory and you go through a tunnel Never ever be defeated. Just keep on going. 
Kuba ka jalo ha. It may not make sense. But hold on to him. Bambelela kuye. That is there. And when the trial is over, he will return. Uzabuya. Hope we are together this evening. Amen. Are we together? Songe. Amen. Let's go on. The prophet says. Um prophet This shocked me. Time of decision. Paragraph four. Paragraph four. He says now tomorrow night. It has been a, a gray. It has been given out that we are going to have a healing service. That is not what we could say. That that is not what we could say a healing service, but pray for the sick. I've been able I've been able to get into the minds of the people not the church but the outside that we cannot hear I never did heal anybody. I never will. But I've had some real direct answers to God. And God has honored to the prayer that I've prayed many times. That's what we want to do for the sick tomorrow night. I had a little talk today. I just couldn't go through. My conscience was condemning me. I had to talk with Brother Grant. I haven't known Brother Grant too well. But I found him to be the type of man that I thought he was a real Christian gentleman and meek. But the other night, not knowing that he was in the convention, I spoke from the platform saying, one night we always did the healing. I was called to speak. But we'll pray for the sick one night. Let's make that Friday night. And Brother Grant, sitting here, was already advertising for that to be a night that he could give a Holy Ghost rally. But brother Joseph, brother Joseph told me it was already understood and considered by brother Grant. But I felt that I had to tell him myself that I didn't know that. What a fine man I found in brother Grant. What a fine man. He's been having the rallies in his own meetings. Wanted to turn it over to the sick people to pray for the sick. Listen to this one now. Brother Grant very humbly has been used of God himself in praying for the sick. A great man of faith. But he just stayed too long in the service once. He just stayed too long in the service one. It almost killed him. Weak and nervous. And almost had a nervous breakdown completely. What does the prophet mean here? How does being in the service for too long almost wanted to kill a man. 
and made him weak and nervous and almost drove him to a nervous breakdown let's continue brother Tommy Hicks he moves from brother Grant to brother Tommy Hicks there's something that's one way he's going I hear is in a heart attack overworked as I said the other day, God's people need a genipatry. These were the ministers of the gospel. Worked themselves up. Till they almost had nervous breakdown. Almost had heart attacks. But Brother Brenham says, God's people need a genipatree. Let's just wait on the Lord. Then we renew our strength as we wait on Him. I remember He's bringing Himself now. I remember staying in the prayer line for seven days and nights eating my meal at the pulpit. Determined that I would pray for everyone that would come before. There were ten times more on the last night than there was when I started. About ten times that almost that made that then I almost died. I couldn't sleep. I was didn't know where I was at Hartley. I was tired and weary. It doesn't pay to do that. Jesus doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to take care of ourselves. Do we have sisters here this evening? Jesus wants us to take care of ourselves. Why am I saying that to the sisters? The sisters have got a tendency to care for the cousin. To care for the cousin child. To care for the brother's child. To care for the brother's wife. To care for their kids. To care for their husband. Until you come to the point where you experience deficit in your body. Where things have been drawn out of you. No one asks you, are you okay? You ask everybody that they are okay, but no one asks, are you okay? Everybody perceives you to be this strong person. Let me hear me out. You are not a superwoman. There is only one super God. Everybody else, where you feel that no one cares for you. 
Is that one right? Will that work out? Your mind is roaming around. Until you get to a point where you develop a murmuring heart. Because you go through this cycle. Let me tell you something. Commit everything to God. He will deal with it. Are we together? Amen. Amen. I'll read this one, then after we are done, Ramses. I hope you get, because I'm presenting case studies of the people that came into the meetings. I want you to extract to a portion and say, that's me? And if we gave the person the advice, take that advice as well. In this message, he says, A young lady last night in an interview, a minister's daughter had had some kind of a little love affair. She had lost her mind about it. You hear me, sister? Follow me. She had gone and had a breakdown. A very beautiful young woman. About 23 years old. When she was a little girl of about 12. She was in Chicago. Sitting in the meeting. And the Holy Spirit went out through the audience and called her. And told her who she was. And said you got a murmuring heart. The doctor says you can't live to 15 years old. But thou says the Lord, you are healed. She never even felt a heart trouble since. Last night, she had a different type of a heart trouble. It was a spiritual heart trouble. Her lover had run off and married some other woman. And yet she was still in love. And this boy telling her he was in love also. Yet with her and, and he, the boy claimed that his father caused it to for him to run away. Brother Abraham said, I said, nonsense. Amen. This word nonsense. Amen. Amen. The other time I said to somebody, I say, hey, but this sounds like nonsense. I say, hey, Pastor Watuan. Now we are starting to swear. So, Brother Bram used the word nonsense. He say, oh, nonsense. Or maybe that's how we call them, we African nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> maybe nonsense sounds more appealing. <laughs> so next time I'll say nonsense. 
And she said, What? Oh, I know Johnny loves me. What? I know. That's all she could see. She lived in that little world by herself. She had formed herself in there. I took a hold of her hand. I said, listen to me. The Lord showed a vision. You see, that she knew I knew nothing about it. That something had taken place. Some transaction between them. When that was said, then that snapped right quick. I said, while you are out there, while you have left this little world, look to Calvary. There you are going out here and starting trying to drink a minister's daughter doing the things that you are doing trying to drown their sorrow for that man somebody that didn't care the snap the snap of the finger for you I said look yonder to Calvary that's the only way back we've got to get ourselves Focus. Still, whether we live or die, sink or drown, it's Calvary. That's the thing that God wants us to come back to. Why am I reading this? This girl was disappointed. And after she was disappointed, it made it to create her own world. How many people, after they are disappointed, they live in their own world. Let me tell you something. It is dangerous to live in your own world. There are people that live in their own world. You can't assess them. You can't talk to them. You can't understand what they are going through. Because they are living in their own world. What caused it? Somebody lived contrary to their expectations. After they were disappointed, they went into a cage. And when they're in that cage, they for worry. What went wrong? Let me tell you something. Somebody's misbehavior has never result in your unhappiness. I will repeat that so that it can sink in. Somebody's misbehavior has never result in your own unhappiness. Your happiness. 
created a world after you have been disappointed it's time to break out of that world and find a juniper tree where you'll come in the presence of the Lord and get rest from your curse from your troubles from your works and commit everything to the Lord this evening all of us we need a genipatry if you don't have a genipatry you will experience spiritual fatigue let me tell you what spiritual fatigue will do it will make you not to enjoy things that you used to enjoy not to do things that you used to do it, it, it results in the breed of bitterness if you were not shut tempered you start being shut tempered a small mistake makes you want to set the house on fire why it is a residue it's, it's the build up of pressure for many weeks, for many days, for many years. And you don't enjoy things that you used to enjoy. And you can even withdraw from things that you used to enjoy. Have you ever seen such a person? Just going into a withdrawal mode. If they used to go to this place, they don't go anymore. They want to find themselves alone because they are caught up in this whirlpool of negative thoughts. They have become addicted to their own negative thoughts. Until such time they predict that things will go wrong. And when things go wrong for them, they get happy. They say, I knew it. Uh, who am I? Nothing has ever gone right. Have you ever met such people? Let me tell you something. The solution is not in heaven in that situation. The solution is right inside of you. You need to go back and connect with who you really are. And when you connect with you, you who you are, then you connect with Christ, then you begin to get your joy back. Songs that used to bless you, they bless you again. Fellowship that used to enjoy, you enjoy it. But when you are in that world, it's a desert. It's not nice. It's thorny. Hallelujah. But you need to return back to the main line. And Jesus is the main line. He is our juniper tree. And you need not to be stressed anymore. We have committed everything to the Lord. We are on our way to heaven. He will take care of the rest. Let's say he will take care of the rest. He will take care of the rest. That small problem, that big problem, 
problem is capable to take care of it. So this evening, don't care anymore. Because he cares. Let's all find our juniper tree. Let's all find our rest. That the sweetness will return in our life. Our relationships will improve. We'll become patient with one another. We'll become loving to one another. And you must remember before I close, every time when the devil withdraws you, he wants to isolate you so that he can destroy you. Never ever allow the devil to withdraw you and isolate you because he wants to destroy you. And no problem is unique. What you are going through, somebody went through it. God bless you as we stand up. Good evening. And I'll tell you why it's important to come to the church. When you are in God's presence, He's the great physician. He searches us and knows where the problems are and administers healing even for diseases that the doctor never got to know about it. Do you believe that today? Let's just sing a worshiping song. And we'll close with a word of prayer.
it for the last time. Let's sing it over for the thing. For the last time. Loving Father, Lord Jesus Christ, there is none like you, O Lord. As the song says, that there is no friend like Jesus, O God. Friends do discourage us at some point in time, families do discourage us at some point in time, people that we rely on, they do discourage us at some point in time, O Lord. But we have found out through the years, O oh God, that it was only you who was our comfort, O oh Lord. Exactly. It was only you, Father, that we came to and we were never disappointed, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Another song says, you have never failed us, O oh God, and you will never fail us, Heavenly Father. Yes. Our coming here, O oh God, was not in vain indeed, Heavenly Father. <clears throat> it might not that it be that everyone benefited from the sermon, but we know very well, oh God, that your ways are different over the Father. Mm. Brother Brenham says that you will interrupt the whole system of the culture Brenham? just for one soul, oh God. Mm. We do believe that there was someone in the service of the Father that has been having a burden on his heart, a burden on his shoulder, oh Heavenly mm. Father. Mm. Through the message of today, Heavenly Father, we know that today that person that will be leaving this area, oh God, will be leaving it strengthened, Heavenly Father. Our prayer and my prayer in particular, Heavenly Father, is that may this opportunity, oh God, to leave these burdens and hard things that we are facing in this life not pass me by, Heavenly Father. It will be a waste of time for us to come to the service and leave the service the same the way exactly. that we came to the service, Heavenly Father. So with both hands, O oh God, we grab this opportunity mm. that you have just presented to us, Heavenly Father. Mm. Things that are troubling us at work, O oh God, we are just laying them here, Heavenly Let Father. We are not going to live with them, Heavenly Father. Things that are troubling us at school, O oh God, we are going to leave them here, Heavenly Father. Things that are troubling us, Heavenly Father, in families, oh God, we are mm. going to leave them here. Yes. Friendships, Heavenly Father, things that are troubling us, oh God, we are going to leave them here, that Heavenly Father. So Just like another man who spoke and said, according to a song that he was listening to, said that when he was praying, he went to God and placed his, pray, his burdens upon the Lord, and when he left there, he felt like a fly. Because all the burden was gone from his shoulders, yes. of God. We know very well, Heavenly Father, if we leave this place, Heavenly Father, our burdens, all of our burdens, if we have left them here, O oh God, we are going to have a peace of mind, O oh God. We are going to have an easy life, Heavenly Father. Only to find out today through this sermon, O oh God, we learned that 
the pressure that we have on our lives, Heavenly Father, you have given us a remedy for it. And the remedy is that we must give all our cares and our burdens to you. Yes. And you are going to take care of them, Heavenly Father. That is exactly what we are going to be doing today as we believe in this place. All our burdens, all our hardship, all our troubles, we are going to be leaving it here. As we'll be stepping out of the service, we are going to start afresh, start on a new page, Heavenly Father. Give us the strength, O oh God, to keep on fighting the devil mm. on a daily basis. Give us the strength, Heavenly Father, to enjoy even when times are hard, O oh God. Yes. We know that the times, they do become hard in our lives. Mm. But may we have that re resiliency in us, O oh God, it be so to hold on, Heavenly Father. That is our prayer as we commit ourselves, as we commit also the pastor mm. that we have just used today to talk to us, O oh God. We say, keep on adding more unto his ministry, Heavenly Father. Indeed, as the church, we are benefiting a lot from him, O oh God. Mm. Our lives individually, O oh God, are being transformed from his ministry. Mm. If it wasn't because of the sermons that we have heard from him, O oh God, we don't know if we would have made it to the point that we are here today. Our prayer is that keep him and keep his family. Keep our Deacon's families as well, Heavenly Father, as they are doing a good job in our lives, Heavenly Father. Mm. We pray for them, also praying for the whole church of God as we are going to be living in this place. We say, oh God, be with us. Keep us safe. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's just say for a few minutes, higher, higher. Let's leave Jesus higher. Lower, lower. Stop sitting lower. And cast your parents unto Jesus. Then we will be done. Till we see you on Saturday. Is it half past three for four o'clock? Half past three? For four o'clock. For four o'clock. Amen. Amen. The earlier you start, the longer you enjoy. The later you come, the earlier you will finish. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you heard that? Just come on Saturday and, and let go and just come and enjoy in His presence. Listen to the songs that will be sung. I hope you will be inspired. God does heal through music. Hallelujah. Amen. Commit to the singers. Let it be an anointed service. God bless you, Rishi. Higher, higher,
song. The more you push him higher, he pulls you higher as your parents go down. Are we together? Amen. Lift him higher till we meet. Higher, 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 higher. 